0: So a little insight into the the, the downtime of keith and sally we love watching home improvement programs we you know you name it we've watched it but the ones that we've been enjoying recently are the ones where they do the big declutter where they send a team into the houses and everything in the house gets boxed up and it gets taken into a warehouse and just spread out and i start thinking i wonder how much of that we would fill And we get our boys to watch these programs as well in hope that it might inspire them. (laughs) It has, I've seen that wardrobe. There's one wardrobe been sorted. And you see, and they've always got these massive piles of clothes. And the thing that always stuns me is how many of them have still got the labels on. And I look at it and I think, how much money have they spent and never got the enjoyment out of because it's gone in a cupboard and it's been forgotten about in fact sometimes it hasn't even been taken out the carrier bag and all this money has gone and it's been for what to fill a space it's not been enjoyed they've not lived in it the cross was the most expensive event in all of history it was the king of heaven god almighty the ancient of days choosing to die on a cross at the hands of his creation. We can never fully grasp what that's about. I remember at the age of about nine or ten, I was hearing that Jesus died for me on the cross and I believed it because I knew that was kind of the message of the Bible and I knew that was God's word and I knew that the people that were saying it were, were trustworthy. But I remember going to God and saying, God, I believe this but I don't understand it. And over however many years ago that was, 10, 11 years, (laughs) God has shown me layer upon layer of what that means. And now I come to him and I say, God, I still don't get it. I still can't grasp what it cost an almighty God to die on a cross. What it cost for Jesus, the one who was without sin, to take my sin. For the one who had done no wrong to take the wrath of God upon himself. I don't get it. My head can't get it. but I keep praying, God, show me the next layer of this. Show me the next layer. And Keith's been talking about the great exchange this morning. Through the cross through the death of Jesus, we have life. But that is a life that doesn't start when we die and go to heaven. That isn't the message of the cross. The message of the cross is that when we receive Jesus as our Lord, we enter into that life now. We're transferred from one kingdom to another. It's not just that the kingdom of God is close by. It's not just that we can pray and we're heard in it. It's that we become part of that kingdom. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are made part of that kingdom. And so Jesus died to give us life. And we can come and we can stand before the God's throne. And when the Father looks at us, he sees Jesus. He sees the worthiness of Jesus. He sees everything that Jesus did, all the good, all the righteousness, all the, the perfection, all the holiness of Jesus on us. We didn't earn that. We could not possibly have earned that. We could not do that ourselves. But we have been given that through the cross. And we are now part of the kingdom of God. And that is a kingdom That Jesus reigns. That is a kingdom where the Holy Spirit has full reign. That is a kingdom of the miraculous. It is a kingdom of love. It is a kingdom of peace. And what I keep realizing, particularly when I read through the book of Acts, is there are still some clothes with the labels on. There are still some things that Jesus has paid the cost for that I'm not walking in. Now this morning we've laid things or we've chucked things in the bin. But God doesn't want us going home empty-handed. He wants us to step into the more of what he has. Now whether you've been a Christian five minutes or 80 years, there is more available for you in the kingdom of God. So what I'm going to do is I've got a a number of verses and I'm actually going to just speak us through them. And I want to give us a chance just for the Holy Spirit to stir in you what he wants to do, where he wants you to step into more. And then we're actually going to break down into some groups and pray these things over each other. Ollie, are you able to put those verses up? Wonderful. You can get the staff. Actually, I'm just, I just want to pray for us first because the Holy Spirit is the one who's working in you. I'm just standing here with a microphone. That's about all I can do. The Holy Spirit wants to take you into a great level of freedom and he wants to stir in you probably something that's very different to the person next to you. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place. We invite you to come <laughs> and prompt us to stir us, to speak to us, to challenge us, to open our eyes to the greater things of your kingdom, the greater blessings that you want us to walk in, the greater power that is available to us in through your spirit. Lord, we know we have not stepped into it all. And Lord, we ask for your revelation this morning. I pray that your spirit would work in each of our hearts. As we look at your word, would you put your finger on what it is you want to do in us? Would you challenge us and move us, Lord? Would you reveal your heart to us? So while we're just in this moment of prayer, I just want you to be listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying as I go through these verses. So we've got Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes are we, he- we are healed. Every sin of yours was paid for. Are you walking in the forgiveness of every sin? Or is there something you are still holding over yourself? Is there something that you have not forgiven yourself for? Is there condemnation that's telling you you're not good enough? Are you living in the peace that is rightfully yours? Is there healing that you need? And John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I, that's Jesus, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Do you feel like there is anything that has been stolen from you? Anything that's been destroyed in your life? Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any ground that the thief, the enemy, has taken from you. what does jesus want to release over that what joy does he have for you what peace does he want to pour into your life is there a greater level of boldness that he has for you the answer is probably yes <laughs> is there greater freedom again yes <laughs> and matthew 10:7 says And proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Is that your daily life? Where does the Holy Spirit want to to move you? How does he want to work through you? Does he need to raise your faith that he works these things through you? Are people healed when you pray for them? Are people set free from the grip of the enemy when you declare that freedom over them? And John eight thirty one: if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Is there any area that you feel bound? Is there any fear that is holding you back? Are there any addictions in your life that you want rid of? How's your thought life? Does it reflect what Jesus would say about you? Is there anxiety? Does that keep you from God's promises? And Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. What is abounding in heaven but lacking in your life? Do you believe the lie that God blesses other people more than you? Do you believe that God has every spiritual blessing? the Holy Spirit just stir those in you. Because we have an enemy who wants to hold us back. But we have a mighty Savior who has set us free. And he says in Matthew 16, verse 18, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and what you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That is true of you. If something is true of heaven, it is true of your life. But we need to step into those things. I want us now just to spend a little bit of time, we're going to get into... Small groups, which means that we move and we interact. And I want us to pray these things over each other. It might be that something has stirred in you as you've been reading through through those and listening. And you want to share that with your group. Maybe you don't. That's fine. It might be as you're praying, you want to focus on one of those verses. Or you might want to (laughs) dip into all of them. Feel the freedom to go as the Holy Spirit leads you but we can pray these things with absolute confidence because they are the word of god these are, these are not, not sally's nice ideas <laughs> these are god's words so we can pray these and speak these over one another with confidence this morning if you're a visitor among us please just feel comfortable to to do whatever you want to do in this time you are more than welcome to join in with this but if you'd rather kind of just have a a, a bit of time to yourself that is equally fine please be comfortable um, the musicians are going to twiddle a little bit while we're doing this we've got about five minutes just to pray over each other so make sure it's not one person getting all the prayer so let's stand <laughs> And shuffle around, and I will call you back together in a moment.